What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Braxton Poe of Burgers and Brats. I'm here with co host Matthew Marks. And you can follow us on Twitter at Burgers and Brats. We're trying to build those followers up. We're getting there, aren't we, Matt? Slowly. Slowly, yeah. It's, it's a slow, slow grind. But we're here to talk about college football the past weekend, upcoming games, big impact on the playoff. Where do you want to start, Matt? Friday? Friday night football? Friday night football. Let's start there. That's good. Well, yeah, we had two games. University of Oklahoma versus West Virginia and Morgantown. That was a crazy game. Everyone thought that Monday night football, the Chiefs-Rams, was amazing. Nobody's going to score higher than that in the rest of the week. Friday night, OU, West Virginia. And OU with the defensive stops. Two um, fumble returns for touchdowns. And they're not a defensive team, apparently, but the game said otherwise. Then you had... Washington, Washington State. Washington State, chance to get in the playoff. Ranked number eight. You're like, all right, they win this. They have a high chance. No, didn't happen. Did not happen. But, so they're out. Yeah. So, I mean, going back real quick to that Oklahoma game. Um, man, that was ugly. <laughs> I mean, OU barely got that win. It was fun to watch. Uh, two Heisman contenders going back and forth, but just an ugly game. Um, Kyler looked good, 20 for 27. Uh, attempts, three touchdowns, interception. Will Grew, 32 for 49 with four touchdowns. Um, but just, you know, I was sitting there the whole time, like stressed out, like freaking out the whole time thinking, you know, being a big OU fan, what's going to happen? Yeah, I, I was stressing too. I thought we had that game put away in the fourth. Defense struggled again, dropped in the easy interception that would have sealed the game, gave up a fourth and four on a questionable pass interference call. But yeah, Kyler had a good game, two turnovers. He had that fumble as well, then an interception in the end zone. But he made a strong case for Heisman. He did, but, you know, I was sitting there the whole game waiting for that clock to expire. I wanted the game to end. Like, I felt like even if you had 10 seconds left on the clock, that was way too much time for West Virginia. Um, but, no, I agree with you. I think uh, Kyler uh, definitely um, helped his case for Heisman and put some, um, I would say, a front runner. I mean, you know, you, I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit about Tua, too. But uh, I think Kyler's leading that race right now. Uh, after the game, a lot of people put the, him in first place, but then Tua went out had six total touchdowns, the most for an Alabama player in their history, which is pretty crazy to actually. It's going to be close. It's going to be really close. Yeah, it, it should be close. I think Kyler has the most impact on a team. Jalen Hurts starts for Alabama, they still go 12-0. and Oklahoma goes maybe 6-6, six and six, honestly. Yeah, if you're not starting Kyler, I mean, the way he plays with so much energy – if you, if you put in um, Austin Kendall, I mean, no offense to him. I mean, we haven't seen him play, you know, a full quarter. Maybe early in the season he got a quarter in or something. But remember when he started the game against uh, Baylor, I believe it was, yeah. and he got the first drive, and it just – Didn't look sharp. It, no, it didn't look sharp at all. So you just wonder, and, you know, not to dog on Kendall, um, but Kyler is a special quarterback. And to have back-to-back -back years, you know, or last couple of years with Baker and now Kyler, OU is really just living the dream right now um, with great yeah, quarterbacks, like special quarterbacks. I mean, these guys are just fantastic. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, Kyler really makes this team, along with the weapons that he has on the offense, 
Um, Tua, you know, Tua hasn't played a lot, like any fourth quarter, really yet. I mean, maybe with the one game LSU a little bit he or something. I mean, you know, last Saturday he played yesterday. Yeah, a little bit. So I mean, but he's not getting a full game. But have you seen the stats where if you take out Kyler Murray's fourth quarter, he's still better than Tua? Yeah. So Oklahoma needs Kyler Murray, and I think you bring up a good point. If they had, if Alabama had Jalen Hurts. They'd still be fine. Yeah, they maybe have one loss, but so yeah, I it if Kyler can go and beat Texas handily, and then if OU were to make the playoff over Ohio State, if they won't, I think it it will be really close. If Alabama were to lose to Georgia, I think there's a really strong case for Kyler. But as long as Alabama wins out, I think it's two wins to lose. Yeah, unless he injures himself. But yeah, that's how I think. Um. I th- Bama versus Auburn takeaways from there. They Bama didn't get off to a great start. No, Auburn Auburn hang uh, was hanging with them. I mean, it was seven seven after the first quarter. It was seventeen uh, to fourteen. Alabama at halftime. So you're thinking, okay, Alabama, you know, is hanging in a close game like they were with the Citadel. Maybe this time now Auburn can get some momentum. Um, Alabama scored twenty one in the third. And it ended up winning 52 to 21, um, outscoring um, 35 to seven in the in the second half. So, you know that I put a lot of confidence in Auburn that they could maybe do something. But once Alabama got another touchdown, you're kind of like that might just do it in. Even though it was still a 10 point game or whatever, you're thinking it they they're probably done. Strong second half yeah. team. Strong. So that was tough. Um, Auburn really had a down season, by the way. Three and five yeah. in the SEC, seven five overall. Thought Stidham would go in there and make them maybe a playoff team. Played great at Baylor. Yeah, and you know Auburn had a better season. Uh, I'll have to check the stats. I think Auburn had a better season. I mean, last year they were ranked last year uh, coming into this game, I believe, and they were only seven and five and not a ranked team. So Auburn really kind of um, fell apart as the season went on, which is kind of disappointing. But you know when you're playing Alabama. You're not going to beat them. Got to bring your A game. Yeah. Every snap, got to bring your A game. And Auburn almost had a lead in that first quarter, yep. but they got a touchdown called back on a penalty. So that kind of hurt. Um, and I know Gus Malzahn was fired up about that, and he actually got an unsportsmanlike against him. So things didn't go Auburn's way from the beginning, and uh, that second half, it was just a disaster for them. So, yeah. And then we got Notre Dame, USC. I was watching that game. I thought it was boring. I, I was just waiting for USC to capitalize every possession. Did not happen. Two fumbles or interception. It, it was a disaster. USC is a disaster. They showed what the record was last night against Notre Dame. It was, it was an ugly game. Uh, watching that from the beginning, Notre Dame going down 10-7 and half, 10 nothing to start the game. Uh, Notre Dame looked disinterested, didn't have any energy. Um, Ian Book was off. They were, you know, not making the plays he normally plays. Their running game was stopped at the line of scrimmage. Um, so they got a spark under them um, in the second half, outscoring them 17-7, winning the game 24-17. to um, But Notre Dame's got a lot that they need to work on, and they cannot if they – when they make – they're going to make the playoff. I know we'll, we'll talk about this. But to prepare for that semifinal game, they have got to work on um, – they've got to come out with energy. Even, I mean, yeah, you, you, if you're that confident you're going to make the playoff, you still are trying to go for an undefeated season. 
and did not like the body language or energy from from anybody. Give USC credit. Coach Brian Kelly gave them uh, USC credit after the game. They were living up to the hype. I mean, their coach was on the hot seat, and you know they were trying to you know stop Notre Dame and and play to the best and try to get to a bowl game because they were five and six uh, going into the game. Um, so they played Notre Dame tough, but to see that weakness in Notre Dame, um, Ian Book is a much better quarterback than the, what they what he showed last night. He had an off game, um, but then picked up in the second half. And Notre Dame's defense is legit. Notre Dame's defense got two fumbles that could have changed the game entirely. In fact, it should have. Notre Dame should have been down maybe 17 nothing or something at halftime. So that was big. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Notre Dame's got some things they need to work on before they play. No, yeah, USC should have won that game handily. If without those two turnovers inside the red zone, you're gonna fumble the ball twice. That's USC season. USC's yeah. done that all season. They've really struggled in that department. And then just some so. bonehead plays by the receivers, not getting the first downs on third downs, just slipping, not going forward, running backwards. But yeah, going into that game, no Dame should have won that by 30. There's no way. I mean, it's a rivalry game, but USC's been down for a while. Yeah, I mean, but undefeated. Got yeah. these high hopes for the playoff. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the rivalry game, it's been pretty close. Um, you know, they, they, play, they play each other tough. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Notre Dame really is lucky that they got this last win for an undefeated season um, because it, it very well should have or could have gone the other way. So they're, they're lucky. Yeah. So what about Ohio State-Michigan? I... I expected an Ohio State win. I did not expect it to be 62-39, to especially after that first half, the muff kickoff, and then a Michigan getting within two and almost t- trying to tie the game going into halftime. Good bounce back for the second half for Ohio State. That 62 points was the most allowed in a game between Michigan and Ohio State. Saw that. So, um, yeah, no, that was shocking, I think. Uh, when you look at it with playoff implications, um, definitely both those teams, um, you know, win and you, you try to make the playoffs. Michigan trying to hold down that spot. Uh, Michigan was a very big letdown. Um, I mean, you know, they were very close going into halftime, but shut out in the third and only scored you know 20 in the fourth while they allow uh, 38 points in the second half. I mean, just so disappointing if you're a Michigan fan because this was the year that they could beat Urban Meyer for John Harbaugh. You know, you know they've struggled mightily against Ohio State, and then you really lay an egg in this kind of a game. Um, really disappointment for Michigan because they've, they've eliminated themselves from playoff contention. I feel Michigan always finds a way to screw up. Towards the end of the season, yeah, their defense—they were the number one pass defense coming in this yeah. game, and yeah, who they played though. Points. It's the Big Ten. Yeah. It's the Big Ten. So the Big Ten is weak, and I mean, Big Ten's got some weak teams, you know. I mean, but um, I mean, yeah, they just—you know—they got exposed. They got exposed. I feel like most of us who knew college football enough knew Michigan would most likely not win. I mean, we didn't really know about Ohio State's defense because that is atrocious. Just like Oklahoma, though. But I, 39 points in Michigan is still a lot. Yeah. But let's see. What else we got going on? A&M and LSU. Seven overtimes, man. That was fun. Seven overtimes. Did you stay up and watch the whole I game? I watched the whole game. Yeah, I couldn't go to bed on without knowing the results of that one. <laughs> no, um, I, did, I did too. I, I'm watching the game, and A&M's final drive – 
the quarterback Mond throws an interception. I'm like, all right, this game's over. So I click out, watching rest of Notre Dame, USC, OSU, TCU, and then I check my phone, and LSU or A&M's got the ball, and then it's going into overtime. I'm like, what just happened? And then so I just watched seven overtimes. You know that that game was <laughs> was wild. Um, in overtime. LSU scored 41 points, and AM scored 43. Now that's a full game right there in just overtime. Um, a lot of controversy kind of at the end of the game, and I have to admit I just was reading up on it, and I didn't see the end of the of, end of regulation. But um, kind of surrounding, I saw, saw that Coach O was uh, given a Gatorade bath yep. because they had Won the game. They were up by a touchdown with one second left, and um, I believe they were called back on a. Uh, there was a penalty that gave A and M one more shot at it. I think his knee was down. His knee was he down. Did the interception. Yeah. Um, so got one more shot. Got a touchdown, and then every play in overtime, um, Kellen Mond had an answer. I mean. It looked like he's about to be sacked, and he throws it for 25 that, 30 That quarterback touchdown. is night and day. Yeah, night I mean, day. really that good. That receiver they have. Yeah. Oh, wow. Rodgers. Rodgers yes. has two touchdowns. Um, Did you see his Odell Beckham one? Yeah, that was. I that couldn't was believe good. how he caught that. Yeah. I mean, watch that in replay, and you're like, how do you catch this? But I'm pretty sure some of Jimbo Fisher's contract money went to the refs that game. I'd say so, a couple mil. That's a couple mil. A couple mil. What was right. it? Third or fourth down? A and M receiver stopped short. They called it first down. Didn't even look at it. It's the end of the game. Yeah, I've seen. You know, some someone was saying that, and then someone put on Twitter that they, you know, that they actually got it right, that it was wrong. I don't. You know, I mean, that was a big controversial call too. I mean, that whole ending had some. You know, I mean, I mean, it's a great game. It just, you know, it could have, it could have gone either way. Now you get to see the greatest showdown in overtime between two great quarterbacks, two great teams. Um, but LSU, that really was their game. Most points in FBS game in history. Yeah. I Only mean, seven overtimes to do it. I thought we were watching basketball. I thought we were watching Big 12. So, ooh. Yeah. That's cold. <laughs> All right, so how about UCF? What's going to happen now that their quarterback is done? Well, I mean, they're. I mean, I hope they win their their bowl game. Um, they're. Uh, yeah, I mean, they play Memphis next week. Their championship game, conference championship game. Yeah, I mean, I hope they beat Memphis just to keep the undefeated season alive. But it's just a big letdown. Um, yeah, that was tough to see. I mean, you hate to see anybody go down with an injury like that, especially a, a serious leg injury that's season-ending. Especially a quarterback who's done so much for that program, UCF. Yeah, I mean, that's, the tough part is that they're undefeated. If they had a loss this season, I mean, it still is awful. They, yeah. But if you have an injury like that, but they're still playing for how long can they keep this undefeated streak they're on, alive? what, 23, 24 games? Something like that. But, you know, it can be the adversity. I mean, you've won this many games. You've had to go through adversity. Now it's your backup quarterback needs to continue on keep keep the you know the good times rolling so it's going to be a big game um memphis is a good team so yeah he'll have a full week to prepare get ready for memphis see what they can do that running back walk on what was his name mccann mccray or something he's a beast yeah walk on 150 something pounds 
Yeah, dude, dude can ball. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to talk about coaching changes? Yeah. Some big news big coming news. today, last night. Coaching carousel. Yeah, so um, announced today, reports were leaking last night, but it was official this afternoon. Texas Tech has fired Cliff Kingsbury. I it's will about time. It is about it's time. It's about time. I will tell you this. Before the season, I had five coaches on the hot seat. I had three that I thought were going to get canned and two wild cards. One was Bobby Petrino, and he was axed this season. One so I got one. that one. My other one, um, I did have Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury. Two for two? Gone. I had uh, Derek Mason for Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. And Vanderbilt had a pretty good season. So They're, They've been good with him. Yeah. I think he, don't think he's going anywhere. No, he's not going anywhere. Um, my two wild cards, I had now. I couldn't. He had a great season, so but I thought if he had a bad season, it was going to be it for him. I had Mike Leach on the hot seat. Really? I did. Mike Wild Leach. Card, and he had a great season, so he's not You can't anywhere. fire him because his antics are too funny. No, it's not. Yeah, oh, true. I, I like watching his press conferences. And then I had DJ Durkin in Maryland. That was an obvious one. They fired him yeah. early on. So you, you have all this going down. So Kingsbury's out at Tech. Bobby Petrino's out at Louisville. Uh, Central Michigan fired their coach couple of days ago. This morning we find out that Larry Fedora is out in North Carolina. UMass fired their coach. Colorado just about a week ago fired Mike McIntyre. So a lot of coaching changes. See now you have to wonder also Les Miles coming to Kansas. That'll be fun to watch. So you got to look now and see who's going to be replacing some of these guys. Tech job in my opinion is not a really great job. Mike Leach bring him back. I think Tech fans would like it, maybe, as long as they didn't lock someone in a closet. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, you know, Mike Leach is a great coach. I think he fits for Washington State. I think that's a great fix uh, for them. But you kind of wonder, okay, who's going to take Tech's spot? Now, I've been seeing on Twitter, I've been seeing people float names around. A big name that I've seen that I wonder if there will be any traction to is Brent Venables, defensive coordinator for Clemson. You know, OU knows him pretty well. To a non-defensive team, right? He could. I think Tech needs a defensive-minded coach. I mean, you're gonna you have offense, and that's what Kingsbury was. He was all offense, no defense. So I think if you get a coach in there with a defensive mindset, you can turn that program around, and they can be decent. Now, are they going to compete with Oklahoma? No, not right now. They're going to compete with West Virginia? No, not right now. But can they compete? I mean, they're middle of the pack, bottom of the Big Twelve right now. But I think they can compete with practically everyone else. Maybe I, maybe I don't think they can compete with Texas. But if they get a defensive-minded coach. Middle pack. They're still middle pack, yeah. so I think they stay there. Um, so I don't know. Brent Venables was mentioned. I saw something just today. Someone had mentioned uh, Seth Luttrell, the North Texas head coach. He's, He's been good. having a good season, He's so good. he could be someone. Um, then, you, you know – what about a, a guy now? This wouldn't be a great option. What about a Butch Jones? Remember him in Tennessee or Brett Belima with Arkansas? Not great coaches. I mean, in the sense they've had some down years and that, that's how they got axed. I mean, Butch Jones was, I have to look at his record, but not, not the worst thing for Tennessee, but they definitely needed to change these last still couple years. Still terrible this year. Yeah, they're, they're still, still bad. bad. Tennessee, that's a, that's a mess too. Not as bad as Louisville, though. Louisville. Yeah. 
I think that's the worst coaching no job right now. There. No, that's a mess. Shoot, Betty, Beatty might. Beatty yeah. might go there. David Beatty's an opportunity. I think he'd be a guy that'd be fit well for a team as a as an offensive coordinator. Um, but you know, it's interesting too. They mentioned Cliff Kingsbury as a possible offensive coordinator for Dallas, the Cowboys, going to the NFL. I don't, think, I don't think that would work at all. I think it would be a great addition. Fire Scott Linehan, but that's for a different different time. Not, not with Dak quarterbacking, but but you know, you get offense. We need offense if you're a Cowboys fan, which I am, so I'm kind of upset. But hey, we're we're rolling. We got a winning streak now, but that's again a different we'll, story. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, Heck, yeah we'll we see. We got the Saints this week, so let's roll. Well, yeah. <laughs> it ain't going for <laughs> So I'm surprised Fedora was out. Because I mean, well, they had a bad season. I mean, it's North Carolina, though. Yeah, but they they had a bad season last year. They had a bad season this year. Yeah, I mean, it they, is a basketball school. They need they needed to change, and uh, you know, when you're seeing Duke have some pretty good success, yeah. and North Carolina's falling behind, you can't let that happen. You got to make some moves. And I don't know who will go there. I, I don't know if they're going to bring in a, if they're going to want to bring in a big name coach or if they're going to bring in maybe an assistant coach or something. I don't know what hiring that's going to look like because I, I you know I don't know what that team really looks like coming up who they who they've got coming in their next draft class. But they they uh, they definitely needed to change at the helm. Yeah. What about Matt Campbell? When's he going somewhere big? I think Matt Campbell should begin. Yeah, I, I think there's yeah. no huge job openings right now, though. No, I think you wait. I think even if he coached Iowa State one more year, he would get a huge job that would open. I don't think he should go and you know cross the Big Twelve and come to Texas Tech. I no, think that's awful. That's I think a, Iowa State is a perfect for, fit for him. But you're right. Unless a bigger job opens up, that's then he he should wait it out because it really right now. Unless other coaching coaches get fired today. Tomorrow in these next couple of days, now that their seasons are almost done, I just the the coaching jobs open right now. Matt Campbell can do better. Don't go to Louisville. I, again, that is just a terrible job right now because that is a mess. And uh, we thought USC's coach was going to be gone, yeah, so that that would have been attractive. But nope, he's still there. He stayed, and also too, Lovey Smith got an extension for Illinois. I don't know why, but he's going to be. <laughs> Still coaching for a while. I thought, you know, that they just had a bad year, and Illinois is just not a great program. Um, so, yeah, there's some coaching opportunities, but you're right for Matt Campbell. He should stay. So, All right, let's talk playoff. College we talking playoffs? playoffs. We talking playoffs. Let's go. All right, we got college football playoffs right now are Bama or projected. These are projected for Tuesday. Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia. And then the first two out, OU, Ohio State. You think that's right? Yeah, I think that's what we'll see. Yeah, I think that that should be it. The Ohio State should not jump OU, at least not yet. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah, but I think so. What are, what are you going for your predict, predictions? What are your top four when after the conference games happen this week? What are your top four? My top four, Bama. Clemson, Georgia, Notre Dame, and then OU and Ohio State. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame's undefeated, but it's been a, it's been a rough undefeated season. So you're saying based on that that Georgia's going to beat Bama? No. But right now, Georgia should be ahead of Notre Dame. Georgia should be ahead of Notre Dame. Okay. So. I think if Georgia and, Alabama, or Georgia and Notre Dame were to play, Georgia would win. Okay. 
Okay, so let me. So okay, so I, I get that. So let's just say that now that you're making the final four that are going to be in for the college playoffs. These so the this four. is this is after the after. This after next week. This after next week. Right, Sorry, right. I'm jumping the gun here. All right, all right, we're jumping the gun. Jumping the gun. Conference games are already done this week. You're sitting here this time. I mean, I I believe it is December second. We're gonna find out who's in it. So this time next week, who are your four teams that are making the college football playoff? In order. In order. In order, it'll be Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then you ready for this? OU. Of course. Oh, you. Yeah, of course. Oh, you. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of people say, well, what about Ohio State? Ohio State should be in this. No, there's no way. Tell them why they're wrong, bro. All right, here are some stats. FPI of the Sooners and the Buckeyes. FPI, OU is fifth, Ohio State seventh. Strength of record, OU fifth, OSU eighth. Strength of schedule, OU 31st. OSU 57th. Top 25 wins, OU 3, OSU 2. And their only loss for each team, OU lost to number 9 Texas in the AP poll by 3, and then unranked Purdue by 29. So That's the big point. We're playing a conference, sorry, OU, I'm not saying we are, I'm not on the team. OU is playing the team they lost to, Texas. Again, rematch. They get their revenge. Okay, they've avenged that last loss. Ohio State's not getting another shot at Purdue. Purdue's 6-6. Six and six, They're going to go to a bowl game. Ohio State's playing 21 Northwestern. Okay? Northwestern's had a great season. But based on that, Ohio State should win that game. Okay? The big thing here is that OU's getting Texas again, and Kyler Murray can shut up all the critics and say, look, here we are. OU, number one, we're, we should make this playoff because we've avenged the loss only by three that we were down 24 in, right? It was like 20, 24 yep. to Texas. Came back in the came fourth back, quarter. All in the fourth quarter, came back, bam, and then lost on a field goal. They come back and win by a touchdown, two touchdowns. If the defense can make it, three touchdowns. Then you've got to say Oklahoma has got the best offense, even though Ohio State's very close. Yeah. They've got the best offense, and they can take down, and they can get that matchup. Because I think the world wants to see Alabama OU in the first round, two on Kyler, two prolific offenses, two prolific quarterbacks. I think that's a great matchup. No, yeah, everyone wants to see Kyler and Tua. It'd be the best matchup the college football playoff has had. Who knows so if the far. committee will do it because they have to protect Alabama. So, Well, Alabama's a lock at one. Alabama's a lock at one. Yeah. So it, it's going to be unless they slid Notre Dame down to four. But, again, you have to look at and go, okay, if they pick OU or Ohio State, how can you say that either team should go up over Notre Dame who's undefeated? And Notre Dame beat Michigan. Notre Dame had some good wins throughout this season. And Clemson's a lock at two. So you're one and two, and even your three's locked up. It's all about this last spot. And it's going to come down to if Alabama beats Georgia. How big, too. See a Georgia. And then it's between Oklahoma. If they beat Texas and Ohio State beats Northwestern, it comes down to those two. And you have to, you have to pick Oklahoma because they did not get embarrassed like that. Sure, the defense has been embarrassing all year. So is Ohio State's. 
But they pulled through. Against Big Ten teams. It's yeah. been embarrassing. Took Maryland to overtime. True. I mean, you look at those games. Should have lost to Penn State. I don't know why you're not draw play on fourth and five. James Franklin. And then you t- other teams, it's a one-possession game. But if those stats weren't good enough, OU and OSU do have a common opponent. TCU. That is right. OSU played in Jerry World, and they won 40-28. to OU played at TCU, won 52-27. Yep. to You're right. And that, that was the least amount of yards OU's allowed all season at that point. But. And you know what else, too, I hate when people will say, okay, but Oklahoma took – Army to overtime. Okay, let's just talk about that. Triple option. Triple option is tough, especially when you don't see it all the time. Big 12 teams, any team would struggle. Any team, West Virginia included, would struggle with that. Army is 9-2. and 9-2. and two. Ranked. So I'm just saying, look, I mean, you look at that team, and OU played some tough games. Texas has been ranked. West Virginia's been ranked. They're playing Texas again ranked. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Iowa State, were they ranked when we played them? Or were they an unranked they, team? I feel they like were, they were 24 or 25, but they maybe they were on the cusp. Yeah, maybe they is. weren't ranked. But Big 12 does pretty well when it comes to ranked teams. West Virginia, Oklahoma State, I think, has been ranked once or twice. Yeah, once the, or twice. Uh, that's kind of a stretch. They were almost ranked last week, but Texas, um, Iowa State's been ranked. Big Twelve has teams that are ranked, okay? And OU was able to get through all of them. Ohio State played their Big Ten schedule, but could not get past on the road to an unranked Purdue team. A good Purdue team. They're six and six. They're going yeah. to a bowl game. But they could not get past. It looked lethargic. They looked so bad, and they got beat by 29. 29. 29. To Purdue. 29. Oh, differential, Ohio State. Boiler maker. 29. OU's lost three. 29. To a top 10 team. To a top 10 team. Top 10 team. So, I know. You're Oklahoma. But let me tell you this. That OU-Texas game, weird things happen. Right? Weird things happen. They do. It doesn't matter. It's not a normal game. No. It's not a normal game. And every year, that's the one game that messes with OU. If it's not that, it's Iowa State. But we'll f- we forgot about that one, right? That was <laughs> yep, a while yep. back. Forgot that Yeah, it does not matter your ranking, your your wins loss. It that game does not matter. You can be both team. One could be undefeated. One could not have a win, and the one without a win could uh, beat the undefeated team yeah. that day. That's just how that game goes. But yesterday was such a good day for OU. You gotta feel good if you're a Sooner because you now you just gotta win. Focus on yourself, and you got to beat Texas. Ohio State could have won by about five. That would have made it a little bit better. Yeah, they really put on the burners, especially Michigan, turning the ball over and really yeah. just, man, that blocked, blocked punt. I mean, kind of fell apart really quickly for Michigan yeah, in that second half. But, you know, Ohio State wanted blood, and they yeah, got it. They so. did. Yeah, that's – we'll see how the final ranking is going, everything. But anything else you want to talk about? Well, there's one more thing that you know we talked about we've talked about before that I feel like we got to talk about because I mean it was that big match oh. the weekend too. I mean Tiger, and, Tiger Phil. and Phil. Did you watch that? I watched some of it. I forgot it was on. Turned it, watched it a little bit on my phone. Did you pay for it? I did not pay for it. Mm-hmm. I guess um, yeah. Bleach Report messed up. They messed up, and now uh, a couple of TV providers are refunding the people really? that 
paid for it because they screwed up and everyone was able to watch it for free. Yeah, Phil Mickelson destroyed Tiger Woods, which I would have lost a lot of money that day because I had everything on Tiger. It was 22 holes? Yeah, 22, 23. Yeah. I played the same hole about three times. That was fun to watch. Pitch dark, spotlights out. I think it was worth it. It, I think it was worth it. I know, you know, there. I they should have allowed more people to go. It, 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 was, it was a little boring. Only. Invitation only. Yeah. You know? But it, it was a little boring. I think one of my favorite parts was seeing uh, Charles Barkley and uh, Samuel L. Jackson talking. And that was funny. The commercials they have and all that. And uh, Charles said he could take both of them that day. Yeah, he even challenged yeah. Astros pitcher Justin Verlander to uh, a, a, a round of golf or challenge him on a hole. So. Um, no, that was fun to watch. It was exciting. Yeah, but, it was um, good. You know, it was good to see. I, I'm a big fan of, of both guys, Tiger and Phil. Um, I, I picked Tiger to win it, but as the as the game was going on, I really wanted Phil. Just why not? Because Tiger's been the upper. He, Tiger's been the greatest. He's been the ace, and Phil's always looking up to him. I feel like Tiger let him win. I think Tiger let he let him stay in it. I think there were a couple a instances shots. where they both helped each other. Yeah, because they were both like, "Yeah, pick up the putt." They yeah, towards the end, I saw that. Because yeah. that last hole, um, well, not last hole on eighteen, Tiger said, "Phil, pick it up." What if yeah. Phil missed that? He would have lost. It was a pretty deep putt too. And Phil returned it later to Tiger and said, "I don't want to end like this." Yep, yep. we're we're playing. They we're making this, you know. So that was fun. Um, two great guys for golf. I want them to do more. Of these matches, I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it would be. Um, Just get more people to do it, like yeah. Ricky versus maybe Jordan Spieth, or Jordan Spieth versus Patrick Reed. They don't like each other. Yeah, that'd be go. fun. That'd be fun because you get up. to like, yeah, mic'd up and you hear what they actually said. And honestly, yeah, that was you know, cool. they didn't cuss as much as I thought. Nah, they, they were told not to. Yeah, yeah. I, I was expecting you can't more. Say, yeah. Tiger, you know, Tiger. Tiger was thinking. <laughs> you Tiger could see in his face. Yeah. He'd be ready. But now, good week for sports. A lot of things happening this week too. So. Yep. All right. That's a wrap from us. Burgers and Brats. Follow us on Twitter. We'll follow back. Maybe. Maybe. All right. We'll see you guys next week.